I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Meanwhile, okay. oh, Marissa's checking. We'll get an answer. Oh, man. Who did that? Who's in charge? Jake. Good grief. And on, I have to start, too. Hey, everybody. I'm Kai Rizdahl. Welcome back to Make Me Smart, where we make the day make sense whenever Jake Cherry tells us to. <laughs> and I'm Kimberly Adams. Thank you for joining us. And to start off our week, we are first going to dive into some news stories of the day. We call those the news fix. And then we're going to talk about a story or two that made us smile. Uh, Kai, why don't you get going? Uh, I will go first uh, because, uh, well, first, I'm first in the rundown. That's why I'm going to go first. <laughs> uh, so uh, so here's, here's a, a, a random thing. And it's mm. not my original thought. I'm riffing off Dave Von... How do you say his last name? David Von Drell? Mm. Drell? Not going to attempt it. I don't know. We're going to find it out. Anyway, he's an opinion columnist at the Washington Post. Um, and uh, Dave Von Drell, D-R-E-H-L-E. Correct me, somebody. It's probably like Dutch or something. Anyway, um, he has a great idea today of which I am all in freaking favor. We should do away with the State of the Union speech. We should do away with the State of the Union speech. Yes, the Constitution says from time to time the president shall give a report on the state of the nation, blah, 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 whatever. Let's get rid of it. It is, it is long in the tooth. It has become predictable, and it's a laundry list, and there's never anything worthwhile in it, and I will let you read his column. I just think we ought to get rid of it. And also, hey, you kids get off my lawn, but I think I'm right. I view the State of the Union the same way I view the president's budget proposals, in oh, that— yeah. It's sort of um, 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 a marker, you know, like laying out the cards of and an accountability measure. You know, if you've run on something, what are you doing? How much progress have you made? Are you actually even attempting to do it? What is the plan? The White House has been complaining over and over again that the Republicans have no plan. So the onus is on the Biden administration to say, here is our plan. And sure, they could do that in a venue other than the State of the Union. But I think if we've learned anything in recent administrations, it's that if you don't require some of these formalities and actually have them as formalities... You know, they can go away well, pretty easily. Look, I'm I, I'm all in favor of the pomp and circumstance. And one of the reasons I am a British history ophile is that I really enjoy the pomp and ceremony of the royal family because nobody does pomp and ceremony like the British royal family. But this is a useless exercise that has degraded into um, showmanship and playing to the crowd and stupid partisanship because you will not find a single Republican stand up for anything Joe Biden says, except maybe right at the very end when he says, God bless America and God protect our troops. Right. That's the only thing that there's going to be any agreement in that hall on. And I would also say that if we're counting on the State of the Union as a measure by which we can keep an administration accountable, then we failed. And if we're serious about keeping them accountable, let's go to all the stuff that he says on all those stump speeches and the written documents and the budget plan and all of that stuff. Let's not count on this. 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 It probably it's going to take an hour and a half, right, between all the analysis and and what's her name from from Arkansas, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, given the response and all of that. It's uh, bah. So you're going to watch? I'm not, actually. I've got a soccer game, thankfully. 
Good for you. Good for you. Although, you know, I should so look, I should say not. So let's be clear. here. I am as as involved and invested in the democratic process as anybody. And were I not at a soccer game, I would watch. But I would be immensely frustrated. Okay. Immensely frustrated. You know, uh, I'm actually going to be at a jewelry making class. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And look, you're going to, and, and here's the other thing. Yes, you know, however many tens of millions of people are going to watch it, but it's certainly down from where it was in the Reagan and Clinton and beforehand days because we can see snippets on our phones. We're going to get it on mm -hmm. YouTube. You know, you can see it whenever you want. We're going to, I'll guarantee you that a certain radio program whose initials are morning edition tomorrow is going to have, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 minutes of it. You know, I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm not quite ready to give it up yet, but I'd love to hear what other okay. people think about it. Um, yeah. yeah, let us know. But then I, you know I what do I think? I think the crowd's going to be with me. <laughs> yeah, I think the crowd's going to be with me. That's that's all. I I'm think saying. the crowd's probably going to be with you too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so I'll start with my lighter news item and then move to the more serious one because uh, after the serious yep. one, we're going to need to make me smile hard. Um, so the first one, I mean, I don't know if it's it is lighter for sure, but not necessarily good, um, which is that AMC Theaters is planning to change the way that it does its um, movie ticket prices based on seat locations. Really? So more like, you know, a traditional oh, like live right performance. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did I jump the shark on that one? Did I, <laughs> I know, it's okay. I, I kind of knew that was coming uh, with right. you. Um, yeah. But more like live performances um, in starting in New York, Chicago, and Kansas City, and then expanded to all domestic AMC locations by the end of the year as per variety. And it's uh, called Sightline at AMC, a ticket pricing initiative based on seat location within the auditorium. Similar to music concerts, sporting events, or Broadway, moviegoers will have the option to pay more or less for admission depending on where they choose to sit in the venue. In effect, front row seats will be available to lower price, while seats in the middle of the theater will be available to higher price. Now, here's my question. Are mm -hmm. any of the prices actually going to go down, or are they just going to be no. varying degrees more expensive from the base level of where yes. they are now? That. Because, that. you know, there's the argument that the sort of obstructed view seats, like, help people, you know, get in to see shows that they might not otherwise see, you know, in, in various theatrical venues all over this country. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, that, that helps, but if it just means that you're going to be paying more to not, you know, destroy your neck in the process of watching a movie. It's uh, yet another reason for me to stay home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, mm, anyway, whatever. I'm, I'm, clearly I'm grumpy today, man. Holy cow. It's Monday. Holy cow. A, a lot of people, there's some built-in grumpiness it that comes is. with a Monday, I think. kind of is. Yeah. Totally true. Well. Totally true. All right. All right. Uh, there's no easy pivot to this one, which is the awful, awful earthquake in Turkey and Syria. I mean, especially those folks in Syria did not need anything else happening to them. My goodness. But, um, you know, when I saw the death toll numbers, which just keep going up, I was I was really shocked. And, you know, you and I have both, you know, lived in, and covered a lot of natural disasters. But this is just so, so bad. I mean, when I walked in here, the last I saw was something like 3,700 people um, have been acknowledged to be killed so far. It's probably going to go up. Mm -hmm. And Reuters has this explanation of why this quake 
was so bad. And sure, some of it has to do with the way that buildings are put together and infrastructure and, you know, how quickly you can get help um, when something goes wrong. But it also has to do with the type of fault line that this is on. And I was really kind of horrified. Um, to read in this piece, and I'm just going to read from Reuters here, the East Anatolian Fault is a strike-slip fault. In those, Mm -hmm. solid rock plates are pushing up against each other across a vertical fault line, building stress until one finally slips in a horizontal motion, releasing a tremendous amount of strain that can trigger an earthquake. The San Andreas Fault in California is perhaps the world's Mm -hmm. most famous strike-slip fault, with scientists warning a catastrophic quake is long overdue. That's frightening. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it yes. is. But, you know, I, I just, I feel so bad for those people. It's um, yeah. going to be a hard couple of weeks and, and months and just the, the level of destruction. It reminds me of the um, tsunami in Indonesia, you know, Um, which I know killed far, far more people. But just when you look at sort of that instant and sudden and complete destruction Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. and just the shock initially, um, I still to this day haven't wrapped my head around that high of a death toll so quickly from that. Um, But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So. hmm. All right. Jake. We need it. Uh, all right, I went first again. with the news. You go first with the smiles. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, well, sure. I'll go first with the smiles. Right. Um, Marcus Gallimay would never forgive me if this was not <laughs> making me smile today. <laughs> and so this is for Marcus. Mar- Mar- Marcus acknowledge- is one of our our audience, our, our office coordinators, we should say. He, he, he runs everything in the L.A. office yes. and takes care of us all. Um, and it's official. Beyonce has made Grammy history uh, with the win, as I'm reading from the Grammy website. Her win for Best Dance Electronic Album for Renaissance put her Grammy total at 32, the most of all time. So congrats to Beyonce, who has dealt with snubs and all sorts of ups and downs over her career, especially with the Grammys. Um, one of it, It's interesting. I don't even bother watching a lot of these awards show anymore, lest I get frustrated. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was... Um, very happy to wake up and this morning and see that Beyonce is getting her flowers. And I was also very entertained by the fact that apparently, because L.A. has traffic, as I don't have to tell you, she was late to the Grammys. <laughs> oh, I saw that. that that's her, the part of it that I saw. Work. Trevor Noah was like, yes, yes, that was great. Where he was like, I didn't think traffic could hold you up. I thought you just materialized. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> Like, I I mean, I can, I'm just trying to imagine, like, what that car ride was like, you know, with Beyonce realizing that she was getting a Grammy and it just not being there for it. But at least she got to be there in person for the one that broke the record. Um, And I just think it's, it's lovely and and good for her. So that those are, those are my make me smiles. What about you? Totally agree. All right. So following on to my rant about, oh, that's a lot of rants, Kai, uh, on Friday about the um, balloon uh, that mm-hmm. was, as hopefully everybody uh, listening to this podcast knows, was shot down over the weekend. There was a Pentagon briefing today about that event. Uh, and one of the I Pentagon think. reporters asked the head of NORAD 
the North American Radar Defense uh, Command, um, whether the F-22 pilot who shot down the balloon with a Sidewinder missile was going to get a balloon kill sticker to put on the side of his airplane. You know how, like, when you shoot down an enemy plane, you get a little sticker of an airplane on the side of your People plane to show guy. that you shot down the plane. Yes, they do. Everybody knows about stickers on planes. Everybody knows. I didn't. Write to me if you don't. Yes, you did. Dear Kai, I did not know that until today. (laughs) No. Seriously? I thought they just decorated them with whatever they wanted on the sides to be cool. No. No. You shoot down an enemy plane or in the Korean War or World War II, you shot up an enemy train or something. You got a train or you got a plane or you got a boat or whatever. Anyway, that's really interesting that you didn't know that. That, that's it. That's a gap you know, in my and home. this highlights the uh, you know the service civilian divide, and like we can yeah, talk exactly. at length another day about you know what it means that we have an all volunteer service, and a lot of people are very disconnected from it. You know, but anyhow, it, no, it, I didn't know is, that. It is a pet peeve of mine. Anyway, so mm-hmm. turns out, long story short, uh, the pilot of uh, that plane will not get a balloon kill sticker to put on the side of his plane. Only aircraft kill stickers are allowed. So says I thought the you just said you could get it for a train. Well, that was in World War II in Korea when they were shooting up trains. There was a lot more air to ground back then. Okay. So now it's just planes. Now what it's about just planes. a boat? I don't know. Actually, I do know. Hang on a minute. Because mm. Jared Keller, who writes uh, on Defense Matters as well, pointed out uh, the relevant part of Air Force Regulations 6.6.4.6 Aerial Victory Marketing Marking. Fighter aircraft awarded a verified aerial victory are authorized to display a six-inch green star with a one-half-inch black border located just below and centered on the pilot's name block, which of course goes outside the cockpit. So anyway, there you go. Aerial victories only. Aerial yeah. victories only. Oh, wow. and I really thought people circling. Hmm. Marissa just pointed out that my Beyonce thing might be half a make me smile because um, Beyonce did get snubbed for album of the year. She did. And, she uh, did not get album of the year. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. And, and I was originally like ignoring all of the Grammy coverage because I not only saw that, but I think whoever won was something like, oh, this never happens. And everyone's like, this always happens. It was freaking, it was um, freaking Harry Styles. It was Harry freaking um, Styles. I actually, I, I honest to God, I only watched for about 10 minutes, but I saw the two big things, Beyonce materializing and whatever the hell Harry Styles <laughs> was wearing. Yeah, I no, know. I was, I was, I was, what was I doing yesterday? I was probably, oh, I know, I was, I was, I was playing, I was working with my plants. I was doing some indoor gardening. Yeah. Oh yes. God. All right. All right. I think go. that is We're all done the stuff we have. I think yeah. we, that is all the stuff we have and then some. Uh, tomorrow we're going to do mm. the business of sports betting. Super Bowl is coming up. I like the Chiefs, by the way. Uh, we're going to talk about gambling, the sports industry, the sports economy, um, especially in the last couple of years, how, you know, during the pandemic, gambling took off, sports gambling took off. So we're going to talk about that. Okay. Uh, we'd love to know if you have pers- participated in sports betting or if you have a question or thoughts on this or anything else that you hear on the show. Uh, thoughts on Beyonce. Uh, we want to hear it. We're at 508-827-6278, although I should say no Beyonce trash talking will be tolerated in this forum. <laughs> um, <laughs> just no. Uh, 508-827-6278 or 508-UB-SMART. You can also email us at makemesmart at marketplace.org. 
Courtney Bergsicker produced today. Jake Cherry drove. Ellen Rolfes writes newsletters. Antonio Barrera's interns for us. Marissa Cabrera is our acting senior producer. Bridget Bodner is the director of podcast. And Francesca Levy is the executive director of digital. So, Marcus, if you're listening, we did this for you. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. The Daily Show podcast has everything you need to stay on top of today's news and pop culture. You get hilarious satirical takes on entertainment, politics, sports, and more from John and the team of correspondents and contributors. The podcast also has content you can't get anywhere else, like extended interviews and a roundup of the weekly headlines. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition, wherever you get your podcast.